welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Brandon LaChance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is a special Saturday edition. What is there better to do than watch some basketball on a Saturday? So I did just that. I went to Mendota to see the Mendota girls basketball team play host to the Princeton Lady Tigers. It was a it was a pretty fun game. It was cool. Mendota pulled out the win, 44 to 32. Amelia Bromenschinkel Jr. for the Lady Trojans. Bromo, that's a nickname that she goes by. Everybody knows her by that as well. And all the Bromo tribe. There's quite a few of them, and I know and are friends with a lot of you guys, or a lot of them, whichever way you're looking at it. Anyway, Amelia's 26 points against Princeton gives her 1,000. 165 for her career. This moves her into fifth on the all-time scoring list for Mendota girls basketball, and that's quite the accomplishment itself. She came in the season a little under a thousand. She got the a thousand points in I think the first tournament of the year in Oregon. They call it a different name every year. The Oregon Thanksgiving tournament, the Oregon tip-off tournament, whatever you want to call it, the tournament in Oregon she surpassed 1,000 points there. We've been trying to get a hold of her, John Hansen, the Mendota coach, to talk about this. And fortunately, we were able to talk to Amelia about her scoring accomplishments so far. And she's only a junior in the beginning of her junior year. She has plenty of time left to try to climb the ladder of all-time scores and to help improve this Mendota Lady Trojans team. And they're pretty solid already. They got scores. They got some defense. I've seen a little bit of everything against Princeton. They started off slow, but Amelia and the team got into a rhythm and came out with the W. All right, we'll just start with this game against Princeton. Non-conference game. Really doesn't mean much in the scheme of things, but at the same time, it's early in the season. You're trying to build rapport with your team, trying to make your team better. So talk about the importance of non-conference games like this. I mean, this is a really important game just for the area. We want to be the best in the area. for So we wanted to come out and prove ourselves tonight. And that was our goal for our team. We just need to keep growing. So I feel like this was a good game coming in on a Saturday. It's better than going to practice for sure. So, so double-digit win against Princeton. I know you guys would be Putnam County. Uh, who are some of the other local teams that you guys have played so far? Uh, we played Hall. You guys beat Hall in <laughs> the tournament, Hall. correct? Yeah. In, or at Oregon, yeah. Okay. Uh, we haven't played LP yet, but that's coming up soon. So. Okay. Do you guys get hyped up for these games, knowing because yeah. because yeah. you know a for lot sure. of these players, right? Yeah. Uh, I I've played with all these kids, like on my travel teams and stuff. So it's good seeing all of them play. I like playing against them. It's very competitive. Perfect. Twenty six points tonight. Uh, you've been a scoring machine for you know two and a half. Going this will be your third season as a junior. Uh, just talk about this year's team and how the offense is kind of set up around you and it looks like the post as well. Jalen Fitzgerald was getting in there and you guys were trying to feed the ball to Bianca Espinosa. Uh, I mean, I can't do anything without the teams I've had the past three years and we all always have really good energy and like we play together very well. So I think we just have really good chemistry and stuff. So I, I don't know, I just, we just have a good team, I guess. You just play your game. <laughs> Definitely. Have you worked on the three-point shot, like in the off-season and stuff like that? It looks like it's more developed, and you're knocking yeah. them down at a better, yeah. I, better quick. A lot of my coaches have pushed me to improve that as part of my game because most teams pack it in against us because I'm a driver. I mean, it's what I do. So, like to develop my game a little more, I worked on my three a lot. Do you have like a set limit of shots that you took no, a day or I anything just, like that? I just try to shoot every day, and I go around and 
just go around the hoop a lot. Just keep going, shoot for a solid hour every day. I try to. So, Mendota all-time leading scorer list. I know you probably talked about this a lot. You're in the top ten, and you passed your sister Allie as the last person you passed, and you've already passed your sister Abby, yep. who are twins, Abby and Allie. Yep. So to pass them, climbing the board almost every game, just talk about that feeling. And first of all, let's talk about passing your sister. How did that work with them? Um, I mean, they're, they're proud of me for doing it, but I, it's, it was one of my goals coming into high school. I, I knew I wanted to pass them. <laughs> I don't know. We're just really competitive and stuff. So Definitely. Are you guys competitive with each other? Like, yeah. steadily, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to beat this, beat yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So when you finally did it, were there texts or phone calls? Oh, yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Allie, Allie knew it was coming up, and she wanted to be there for that game, but she, was, she couldn't come home from work, but... Awesome. Also, just talk about that, too. I mean, you're starting to get into the realm of some of the greatest girls basketball players that have been in Mendota. Sammy Crum, Jackie Bice is the leader right now. Just talk about getting in that that atmosphere with those players and, and those numbers. I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I know most of these people, so it's pretty cool to be up there with them on the leaderboards and stuff. And I'm excited to see what I can do and try to pass them. I mean, it's one of my goals to get up there. but. And what's cool about this is you're a junior and yeah. you're already starting to put yourself in this position. Yep. So just talk about that, how that makes you feel, because you have plenty of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really focus on it for sure. I just try to do what I can to help my team. But I mean, I, I, I like knowing how much I can do from here on forward. So. I kind know of we're talking all offense right here. Let's talk about defense, too. I saw some good things in the paint. Uh, sort of Jalen and Bianca stepping mm -hmm. up, yeah, cutting off passes. Yep. Well, we are actually missing three of our people today, and they really stepped up and helped us in the in defense and on offense. They're both playing really good today. I'm really excited to see what they can do going forward because this this was a new thing for us. Like Bianca is, was out, Bianca and Tegan were both out of position today with our defense, and they both stepped up, and it was really good. So awesome. And then just talk about the perimeter D2. I saw you running in, getting a couple blocks, also getting steals, cutting off passing lanes. Just talk about what you guys are trying to do on the perimeter to slow down the passes inside and things of that nature. Well, uh, we, we focus on just trying to cover everyone. We work together and we work on uh, like our forwards run out and then our top people come down to bump. Well, thank you for joining us. Hopefully I can catch some, some more games and, and we'll talk some more. For sure, thanks. Also scoring for Mendota was junior Jalen Fitzgerald. She had eight, and Jenna O'Donnell had five for the Lady Trojans. For Princeton, sophomore Mackenzie Hecht had a team-high nine points, while junior Taylor Quirum and freshman Aaron May both had six apiece. The Lady Tigers were able to hold in there in the first and fourth quarters. I mean, Mendota only took those quarters by one point. In the first, Mendota took the quarter 14-13. In the second, Mendota had an 8-4 advantage, 13-7 in the third quarter for Mendota, and then 9-8 in the fourth. So only a 12-point game, and it wasn't blowout quarters or anything like that, so they hung in there. So now we are joined with Princeton coach Tiffany Gonagum. Always a pleasure to talk to her. We've been doing this for quite a few years. Yeah, it's always good to see you. <laughs> Definitely. So we just had a game with Mendota. Guys fell by, I believe, 12. Let's talk about the game. 
I want to say it was turnovers and just couldn't couldn't get shots to drop. Yeah, definitely those were two things that stuck out to me. Um, you know, we turned the ball over a little bit too much. And, you know, I would say on kind of some 50-50 balls where it kind of could have went either way, Mendota really capitalized on that. Balls that were looked like they were going out of bounds or, you know, balls that maybe got on the floor. It seemed like not only they got the possession, but they sometimes scored off of it. So that was a really big, uh, I think, momentum changer in the game. Uh, and then, yeah, just not getting shots to drop, you know. Uh, we couldn't get Coleman to, to buy a bucket tonight, and, and she's she's averaging 15 a game right now. So that was huge, you know, and, and probably a credit to Mendota's defense a little bit. But, you know, we had some other kids step out throughout the game. Olivia Garten, a freshman, comes in and goes three for four, six points, five rebounds. You know, little things like that were really important. Um, but, you know, we couldn't get some shots to drop and just had, you know, some turnovers or 50-50 things that, you know, were kind of momentum changers for us. Definitely. Now, has this been a... I know we're still early in the season, but has this been uh, happening game in and game out, or is this just kind of like, hey, it's a Saturday, it's 1 o'clock, you know, <laughs> non-conference game, that kind of thing? That happens, yeah. But, uh, no, I would say, you know, we, we started off playing probably a little bit more confident, a little bit strong. Um, our non-conference games are tough. You know, we've got, you know, Fulton, Mendota, Winnebago. So as of late, we've been seeing this a little bit more where we're not getting our shots to drop or uh, turning the ball over a little bit more. You know, we're excited to play really good competition, and, and we just hope that we continue to take steps forward and we learn from these types of mistakes and it makes us better uh, for our conference run and down the down the postseason we've got a lot of young kids Kenzie's our only senior we've just we've got a lot of ground to make up in terms of learning and being comfortable with each other and being comfortable what's with what's expected at certain times of the game only senior I've seen I've seen some call or uh, characteristics of senior leadership on the court. Do you see that every day? Oh my goodness, and yeah. And we we end every every practice, every game with a time of celebrations. You know, we we want the kids leaving celebrating each other or celebrating things that went well at that game or practice. And um, more times than not, somebody's thanking Kenzie for you know helping them out on the court. As coaches, we get five timeouts. Sometimes you're waiting for the end of the quarter. You can't wait to. Uh, you know, be able to talk to your kids and, and explain something or set something new up and, you know, having her out there, she's been a varsity player for three years, you know, be able to get people into position or explain what, what's needed at that time, it's invaluable, you know. you know. So she really works hard, but she also really tries to help, you know, and you can tell how competitive she is and how much she cares and wants to win, and she does a great job of leading our team through those moments. And then with Mackenzie in the, the backcourt, you also have Taylor Quirum, who is a very talented, kind of like a stretch four player. Just yeah. talk about Taylor Quirum and what she's been able to do for you. Yeah, so, you know, Kenzie in the backcourt, awesome. But hey, we can also throw Taylor up there if, if what we found with some of these non-conference games is, you know, people are giving Kenzie a ton of pressure. And what is it? It's usually a quick guard who could play really good defense. And that makes it tough for her. So, you know, who are you going to guard Taylor with? So sometimes we like to throw her there at a one. You know, she is kind of more of a stretch play, stretch four player. But if a team's going to give a lot of pressure, we don't mind handing her the ball and getting our offense set from there because she can do so many things. You know, she can shoot it from the outside, um, but we're confident giving her the ball underneath as well. So going forward from here, what do you think are some things that we need to polish up or to do better to, to get these wins instead of some losses here? Yeah, I think just uh, become more confident in what we're doing and just learn to play through. You know, at this point, we, we've really got a lot of what we want to do in terms of offense and defense. We've really got most of that in. So now it's just becoming confident with when that breaks down or doesn't go well, 
we don't have to be told what to do. We just need to know how to play. So we're just going to be really focusing on, on how to play, uh, how to play off of each other. And uh, really just we've got a stretch here where we've got, you know, three games next week, three games, uh, and then we get a little bit of a break. So we'll look to polish some of those things up at practice, you know, right before Christmas and go into our uh, holiday tournament, hopefully pretty confident. So with Saturday's game in the books, Princeton is now 4-4 four and four on the season and Mendota is 8-3. Both are still in non-conference. Scheduling comes to an end after, usually after Christmas tournaments, and those are not started yet, but will be pretty soon. John Hansen, Mendota coach, is excited about these non-conference games and what he is seeing from his team so far. So I asked him about, you know, coaching a team with a superstar player and how, you know, him and everybody makes everything work, including Broman Schinkel and her teammates and him. How does it work when you know things can be different we're talking about high school sports and girls boys even too i mean we have emotions going on and you know a lot of times at that age 16 17 18 people want to be the star player coach has to get the best that he can out of every player and the player has to define their roles and if they are the star player or a role player or a defensive player or and it is a it is a grind all season to find where these pieces fit so, after the game, I definitely had to speak to Hanson about that. With the Big Northern Conference, tough games all year. They're not in easy tournaments. So, we'll see what happens with Mendota and Princeton. I'm going to be keeping track of both because they both impressed me. I've seen some spots from Princeton and Mendota where they looked really, really good. Had some flat moments. Again, still early in the season, just right after Thanksgiving. Not quite to the Christmas tournaments. You'll, you'll find that in every high school sport. And you try to work on improving those low spots and keeping the highs as high as you can. All right, now we get to have a word with the winning coach, Mr. John Hansen. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I just asked you how life was going before we started recording this. You're like, oh, <laughs> we got kids running around dribbling balls. So you are having the time of your life right now. Absolutely, I don't know what else you could ask for. Three kids, coaching girls basketball, what the heck, man? <laughs> That's the way to do it. So just so we can let people know, you were a year younger than me at yep. Mendota High School, so yep. you're an 05 graduate. Yep. I was 04. So we've known each other for quite some time. Right. And we've done a lot of stories together since you took over this program. Oh yeah. We'll start with Amelia Bromanchenko. I mean, that's kind of where your team, if I look at it, that's where it starts and ends, is with Amelia. Just yep. talk about what she's been able to do as a junior. I mean, we've seen the progression from freshman to where she is now, her ability to score, the defense, the leadership. Just talk about her as a player for your team. The, the craziest part of this whole, of Bromo is, uh, I, when I got the job, the first thing I got, I got called into the office to talk about was, Bromo, are, are you gonna move her up? You know, is she good enough to move up? I said, I haven't gotten to see her I want to see her in summer, but, you know, I think so. Well, so season rolls around. She kills it in summer. Season rolls around, and uh, they're, they're giving me stuff. Like, you know, can you wait till after Oregon? Can you wait till Christmas? And I'm like, dude, she's the best girl. If we go to Oregon, she's going to be the best girl in the gym probably. You know, and it turned out, I, I, I talked to Steve. And I said, dude, we got we to gotta move her up. Like, she's, she'll be wasting her time down at sophomores playing there. And, and then she sets the record for freshman points in a season on varsity, and she wins all tournament team in Oregon and St. Bede, and then, all you know, all area, all conference. So in the BNC, which is is huge. I mean, every year there's four of them in a in a sectional. So I mean, that's a, a pretty good class. And then sophomore year, she steps up and ties the record for Jackie Bice's. You know, and and the thing is, she's she sometimes is like more into 
like, hey, we got to get better today than I am. Like, I'll be coming. You know, we're going to have an easy shooting practice today. And she's like, well, can I do this? Can I stay after and do this? You know, it's she's running sprints. You know, I'm a big conditioning with the ball. So we'll do a bunch of drills throughout the week, you know, first week of practice. And, and she's, I'm going to stay after and run some suicides. But I, can you go in your office? I don't, you know, I want to do them by myself. I'm like, whatever. You know, and she's, she's texting me on Sundays. Can we come in and shoot? She's, her work ethic is through the roof. And, and it, that's, I mean, it shows. I mean, she gets frustrated. She drops 26 tonight. And I think she, I don't think she's happy with it. You know, it's like <laughs> I missed that layup or missed a couple free throws. So her, and she's a program changer. She's one of those that, you know, you talk about, you know, where are we at without her? And, and as a program, you know, it's, it's, you got people that are there because they see her and they're saying, hey, I want, you know, this is a good girl. I want to hang with her. I want, you know, I want to play with this girl. And you got freshmen, you got eighth graders that look up and see her. And, and this is the kind of girl that, that people get excited about Mendota girls basketball again, hopefully. And, and I've been letting her know that every day. Like, hey, you're, you're a big deal here. You know, regardless of your scoring or whatever, like you're helping us in so many ways as far as getting us excited about basketball. So I don't know what more you could ask for as a coach, honestly, than what she brings to the table for us. Pretty good way to start your coaching career out with a player to this magnitude. Right, right. It's almost one of those. I'm starting to feel the pressure. Like, I got to win. I got a Bromo. How am I not winning a regional or something? You know, like, I'm going to start getting that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I, I'm I don't pretty know. sure That's that is coming. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I really hope so. <laughs> it's coming. I thought it's it was going to be last year. Then we moved to 3A, and it was like we watched two teams that we beat in the regular season play in a sectional. And it's like, I know nothing's given, but, man, we that was our – so yeah, we're and this year, I mean, she's a junior, so we've got a lot of juniors. A two-year project, hopefully, you know, one of these two years in the in two A, we can make a run. If you look at the roster, only a couple seniors, a lot of juniors, right. and a lot of players that get a lot of minutes for your program. Right. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think three of our starters are juniors, um, and then Jalen is right there with Bianca. As far you know, Bianca's got the senior leadership on her, but you know, skill-wise, there's not a big drop off there, and then. Tegan Tillman is our sixth man. She's a junior, and, and she comes in and pretty much fills in any position. So it's not going to be great losing those seniors next year, but the, the people stepping up are going to be perfectly capable of filling in and hopefully learning enough this year. That's the biggest thing for me this year is trying to remember that they are juniors and some of them growing pains are going to be there and clean that up for next season and, you know, like I said, make a little run. Is it weird coaching a team with a player like Amelia and then the way that she's trying to do things in, in practice and stuff and try to some girls are trying to get to that level and then might not be able to is that um it's, just in a high school thing you know right. how that that works out um there's you know what they're the biggest thing for me in practice is when bromo tries to do something that i know won't work in a game and i'm trying to yell at her but she can pull it off against our defense or against the sophomores or something and i gotta be like that shouldn't work you know like that kind of stuff um otherwise nobody really tries to they do a good job of leaning on her and saying and and I've done a you know I've been trying to preach like hey when teams double her when teams we're setting screens for her not just not just to get her look but they're gonna double it off her screen you're gonna roll for a wide open look like anytime teams are keen on her we're getting open looks and if they're not she's probably getting a basket so we'll take either one you know so they've done a good job buying that but practice wise it, it is it's weird to say but like it's like I love having her there because of it but at the same time like it almost I'm feeling pressure every day at practice to make sure that she's, you know, that that we're that I am make, pushing her, you know, because it's like I want to work on this, but I got to make sure Bromo's getting better too. Like I don't want to do, you know, it's it's hard to find a medium of like, all right, we really got to do this, but this is going to waste some of Bromo's time, you know, almost like she because she's already there. Um, so that's been the hardest part for me is just finding the that medium of okay, we're going to do some drills that 
some of our team might not be able to do, but it's going to get our best player better. And then we're going to do some drills that Bromo's kind of, she's going to really have to push it to make it worth it for her. They do a great job of saying, sometimes they joke, you know, like, oh, well, we'll just do whatever for Bromo, you know, like, but they do a good job of re recognizing how much we need her, but how, but understanding that it's good for the rest of us when, when, you know, when we're getting her the ball and when she's getting doubled, so. Definitely. But even with her, she's got unselfishness, too. You see her passing the ball. You see right. her looking for the cutter or Jalen and Bianca inside right. to give a feed inside to where they can have a scoring opportunity. So just talk about that, too. Not is she only worried about her, but she's a team player. And when I just talked to her for an interview, it was about the team and making the team better. It was nothing right. about Amelia. Um, she has done a huge job this year. I think the first two years of coaching out, outside of the program, people probably heard her say like five total words. Um, and this year, I got to tell her to be quiet on the bus. You know, it's like she's she's doing a good job of of lifting the spirits, of keeping people excited. I, I, you know, she's recognizing, hey, we got a good thing here. I want to keep these girls excited about basketball, keep them excited about, you know, when I get on them, I'm gonna, she's going to be the one that steps in and, and keeps them up, you know, and keeps them upbeat. And and like you said, she does a great job of, I mean, she's she leads us in assists and it's not even close. And I want to say off of last year, she was like up to fourth all time in our, you know, four Mendota with assists. So she, she does do a great job of finding the open cutter. Um, she does a great job of on the drive, hey, there's Bianca, hey, hey there's Jay on a, on a little dump down. There is a few, like last night starting out against Rockford Lutheran, she'll, she'll put it on her shoulders a little bit and think that means I have to score 20 in the first half. And, and then she kind of wakes up second quarter, hey, these girls are open. They start getting looks and then she, you know, she understands if I find open girls, teams won't double me, teams won't triple me and, and it's going to get her the stuff. So yeah, she, it, most of the time you get a girl like her, you hear people yelling from the stands, pass the ball, do this and that. That's never been, I, I think I've had to tell her once or twice, hey, you should have passed that up, you know, and, and it's usually not that it was, she was hogging it, it was that, you know, she had a look too. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a good job of distributing the ball. So what is your normal starting lineup? It wasn't what you had today. No, uh, we were missing Anna Bocas and Daisy today. So Daisy Arteaga, Anna Bocas, Jenna O'Donnell, uh, Bianca Espinosa, and then Bromo. Um, and then Tegan usually comes off the bench and we were missing, so we're missing those two starters and then Izzy who comes off the bench for us. Um, so Kai Delau got some minutes today and I, and I thought held their own. I mean, it was, you know, last year, they freshmen, they had like six games, I want to say, because nobody around the around here had teams. Um, so it's almost like they didn't even have a freshman year. So she's almost like a freshman. Um, so we were kind of, I was nervous about, I was nervous about starting two posts because we like to press. We didn't get to do that today because um, it was kind of, where do I stick one of our posts in a full court press? You know, if you usually put the one back. So I was nervous about that, but she came in and held her own. So it was, Boke hit some threes for us that we didn't get today. Um, and Daisy is that up-tempo defender that we have that we were missing today. But so that's why I thought, all well, considering we we did a good job today without him, but it was definitely tough. All right, one more question. I know the kids want to get out of here. What are some things that Mendota needs to do to improve as a team going through? Was there anything today that you saw? Hey, we could do this better. Anything like that? The biggest thing for us this year has been mental mistakes offensively and defensively. Like like there's a lot of times we're really far out of place. Um, on the defensive end, which sometimes is like, it drives you nuts because like we're in a two, three zone sometimes. And it's like, how do you, I don't I'm confused, but I think sometimes they get so worked up and in the excitement of, hey, we want to do this, that they do overthink it. Um, and then offensively, like I think Jenna today, I sold her twice, like great look. It was the right look, but like it wasn't there. Like it was like, you know, you, you didn't see it. You just kind of threw it there. Um, the biggest thing for us this year is, is we've all got the green light shooting. We got to do a little bit better job of, hey, is that the right one? 
you know, we, you got the green light, but is it the one we need right now? And then not forcing a pass, not just thinking, oh man, I got to get rid of it. We look for Bromo, she's not there. And then all of a sudden we're like, where the heck are we going to go with it? So I think those two things, that's our biggest weaknesses. And they're really easy to fix if we can. And I know it's, I always tell them every day, it's easier said than done to just calm the heck down. But that's what I feel like I find myself telling them the most is calm the heck down, we'll get there. We missed some look in the paint, but I've always said as a girls coach, any shot you get in the paint means you had a good possession. You get a look in the paint, you did a good job cutting, you did something. So we'll start making those and we'll start making better passes as we get some more varsity experience. So those are the two things really for me that I think if we can fix, that's what's going to make the difference on us being able to make a, a postseason run. We will be back on Monday with an interview with LaSalle Peru coach Jim Trevaney. The Cavaliers boy basketball team started a few weeks ago in the Dean Riley tournament. We were lucky enough to be able to speak with Trevaney in his very, very busy schedule. Basketball, being a family man, all that other good stuff of life, you know, the things that life brings us. We will have him for you on Monday. I wanted to throw this special Mendota-Princeton game in here on Saturday. I know I had said I was going to have Trevaney on Saturday. We're just going to move him to Monday. Still timely, still a great interview, so make sure you come back for that. Until next time, peace.